Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Speaking of cooking, it's one of my favorite things, and I have a surprise meal that I will be throwing into the crock pot for one special visitor coming up on Thursday afternoon. I can't tell you what it is, though, because that special visitor will probably be listening to the show before he gets on a plane, but... In 12 hours, he will be on a plane, and so I'm excited. So, yes, I have to stop at the grocery store after work so I can pick up a couple more items that I need, but I can't tell you. But how about this? I'll take a picture when it's in the crock pot as it's in its final stages of marinating and cooking. Jay, you're going to love ah, – shoot, should I send you a text and tell you what it is? Because you're going to love it, and I absolutely would bring you some, but I can't tell you what it is right now because somebody listens and cheats. This is cruel. And gets I'm intel. Dying to know. Well, good thing – They're hyping we, it up. Good thing that we work in the same place, and I can tell you without telling the whole world. It's going to have to wait till tomorrow night's show for me to reveal – Unless, of course, you, I share the photo and people check it out on social. I just don't generally share photos of food. Cookies every now and then, but, you know, I'm not a big food photo person. No, I don't think I've ever shared a picture of food, actually. Not, I don't no. know. How often do you actually share anything? That's true. But in my <laughs> days where I did used to, like, post and was active. Mm. What happened to that person? Um, I don't know. It, it was like a chore. It became... Absolutely. It is a chore. I will say that Uh, people ask me about the prep work that I do and social media time on social media is always included because it does take time to block all the idiots. Okay. Not the idiots, the people who are being idiotic and have a repeated habit of doing it. I let it go for a while, but if you become someone who is a troll and the only thing that you do is take pot shots at me or accuse me of things that aren't actually accurate, well then, uh, eventually I will block you. So that, but also just removing inappropriate posts and then some of the different stuff that we share on our social links to the podcast and different interviews. And well, even now you're still responding to my posts about mom's birthday this week. So thank you. Uh, it, it was fun to put that up and to share a little bit about her. Yes, you all know she teaches math and that she loves calculus, but I gave you some other info about mom and and things that she loves, like her daughter. But no, that that wasn't 
on the initial list. <laughs> so you're still sending tweets and Facebook posts about mom. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, uh, producer Jay and I had to make an executive decision about the TD of the week. We didn't have time for it. We would have shoehorned it in at the top of our last show. And so instead, we are deciding to bring it back tonight. It's not Tuesday anymore, but we start the polling on a Tuesday. And so sometimes the polling takes a little longer. So producer Jay, are you prepared to give the peeps what they want? The big reveal about their choice for TD of the week. Boom. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Cut. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Stops the center something into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. The Minnesota Vikings. Cousins on third and six. Big blitz like Pete said. So Cousins fires over the middle, and it is no. voice of one Paul Allen on Vikings radio and despite the fact that we had a couple game winners essentially walk-offs in the well they weren't quite walk-offs but close enough 12 seconds for the Patriots 15 seconds to go for the Browns we also had the game-winning touchdown for the Steelers all of those teams have very active fan bases but instead you all chose what was a wow moment a jaw dropper at midfield just before halftime, turning point for the Vikings and the Niners in their Monday night football game. Jordan Addison, who is quickly becoming a, another favorite target for Kirk Cousins. He and Javarius Ward, they have a ball that almost like a jump ball. Looks like Ward is going to intercept it for the second time in the half. Instead, Addison has this funky move where he almost does a somersault and, and his momentum, he's got his hands on the ball. His momentum as he's flipping over carries that ball with him. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible to see and just the, sh- the shift in momentum from that moment uh, as the Vikings go on to beat the San Francisco 49ers. These sour-ass Niners. Oh, my gosh. I did not say that. Hand them their second consecutive loss. And, by the way, when here's something really funny. There is a well-known TV show that airs every weekday morning. I will not identify said TV show. But there is a well-known TV show in the sports industry that airs every weekday morning. And yesterday morning, so this is now... Wednesday morning, Maggie and Perloff, who follow us into the studio. That's our brand new morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. Maggie says to me, Amy, this show, she identified the show, stole your idea. I said, what? Yeah, she said I was watching it 
on Tuesday morning. So it would have been Tuesday morning when we did the question of which team is more worthy of worry? Which team had a worse loss? Which team has got you more concerned? It was all kind of that concept wrapped into one poll. Niners or Bills? And she said this prominent TV show asked the question very similarly. Is it Niners or Bills who've suffered the worst loss, the the worst losses in this past week? She said there is no way that on the heels of you asking that question and making that comparison that the TV show randomly did the same thing. Get out of here. (laughs) How about that, Jay? Some producer and or host was driving into the TV studio that morning, listening to our show, listening to the idea that we threw out there, and I don't want to say stole it, Hmm. but copied it. You know, I feel like this isn't the first time I've seen something like that happen. It's definitely not. definitely It happens fairly frequently, where there are shows that go on the air later in the day and will have ideas that are eerily similar to what we have done on the overnight show. And and we know that, and I know this because of the business, but, but you all should know that many morning shows that air on TV or radio, whether it be 6 o'clock Eastern time, whether it be 6 o'clock Pacific, often these producers, more so than the host, but sometimes hosts too, but producers are getting into work for a 6 o'clock a.m. show, are getting into work at 3.30, Four o'clock in the morning, which means a lot of times we're what they're listening to. We're one of the live shows that is across the country. There are some shows, other shows on other networks that are airing, but they're not live. I know because I used to work at one of them and I know how it works. Uh, So our show is live for better or for worse. No, just kidding. It is live, which means you get all the stupid things that I say and the words that I make up as well. Uh, it's not going to be a perfect show, but I prefer that over taped any day. A taped, I'm not the same when I'm taping something. Plus, it's a waste of time. It's just a it's a waste of time to tape a show when you can do it live. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, no, yeah. Who would want to tape it and then go back and have to edit it down for, for time purposes and all that jazz? But also, this is how we have fun. The show is, I, I actually use this what would you call it? Example, I guess, but I use this uh, metaphor when I, well, that's not really a metaphor. I just use this example to the class that I was teaching on Tuesday afternoon about science class and an amoeba, how it's a living thing and it's constantly changing shape and adjusting to its environment. I mean, that's what we do here. We get breaking news. We have international events that are taking place overnight and, and we're reacting in the moment. Now, it's not improv. It's not off the cuff. Somebody asked me recently, do you improvise your entire show? Uh, well, improvise to me would be without preparation. The idea would be that if you improvise it, you just... Like make up headlines almost. Right. Well, no, you go on the air and you're just off the cuff. Yeah. You don't... You're not taking notes ahead of time. You're not formulating ideas. You're not talking about storylines and topics. No, that's not how we do it. The show is very calculated, but I'm not calculated. (laughs) The show itself is, and, you know, we have a very specific way that we prepare for the show. I do myself as well at home when I'm taking notes, but I don't write down what I'm going to say. I have notes about the games, and then I've spent time thinking about the various topics and the various themes that I want to bring out 
and I use the stats and the notes that I take to kind of formulate those and to to back up what I'm saying, to underscore what I'm saying. Um, so it's not improvised. It's not just off the cuff and stream of consciousness, uh, but it is definitely live. I don't know if you could listen to the show and ever believe that it wasn't live. We have things blow up. We have equipment issues. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens here. If it wasn't live, it would be perfect, which would be impossible. Oh, great googly moogly. <laughs> Thank you for voting for the TD of the week. Now, come this time tomorrow, we'll already have the after hours game of the week poll. And Jay, have you had a chance to look at the schedule? First of all, it's Bucks and Bills coming up on Thursday evening. So Bucks and Bills. And then if you're wondering, uh, the uh, World Series does not start until we get to Friday. So there is no conflict with baseball on Thursday night. But you do have a couple of marquee basketball games as well as whatever's taking place in hockey, which I haven't looked at the schedule. I suppose I could. Uh, but coming up on Thursday, it's the Sixers at the Bucks. With Damian Lillard. Wow. Sixers at Bucks, Suns at Lakers. So the Lakers are actually going to play their second game, as are the Suns. Those are two pretty high-profile matchups right off the top on a Thursday night on TNT. A doubleheader. So as I was talking to Bob on Wednesday evening, he said, oh, you have football. On Thursday night. So I'm picking him up from the airport. And then I've got a surprise meal for him. A couple of uh, other kind of fun things. That I've been saving for him at the house. And then. He said you have football. Yes. Yes I do. And then I waited for a second. Was like should I tell him? Should I not tell him? Um, It's also day three of the basketball season. So I've got that too. Oh okay. (laughs) Can he talk in the car this time? Uh, he's yes. Yeah, so the game does not start. The games don't start until seven thirty Eastern. But in Milwaukee, it's six thirty. Uh, the the football game doesn't start until after eight o'clock on Prime. It's going to be one of those nights, Jay. I will have basketball on TV, and on my laptop we'll have football. Similar. This is what we do That's now, right? This is how we do it. And so, poor guy. He's. I'm going to have a laptop in my lap, haha, and basketball on TV. Bob, can you hold my laptop? <laughs> No, I need to watch it. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you can hold it just the other way. Oh, nice, Jay. No, I wouldn't ask him to do that. But it is one of those evenings where we're going to have to get back from the airport. Of course, there's Penny to take care of, right? Because the, the poor soul is still recovering from her very traumatic hotspot experience. Uh, so there's Penny, but there is dinner. That's the thing. I will assuage him with dinner. I will make sure that he's buttered up with some special dinner that I made just for him, a surprise. Um, and so <laughs> then after dinner, um, I won't let him do the dishes. Those can wait till Friday. <laughs> hey, uh, I got to go work. <laughs> Sorry. See you in a little. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Welcome back to Welcome New Jersey. Back. Good to see you. All right, later. <laughs> Oh, the good news is we don't have to go through LaGuardia Airport and that whole mess. When I picked him up the last time, we spent an hour sitting in traffic, and I was trying not to spontaneously decombust because the football game's on. I'm listening to it on the radio. The car, we're not moving. Princess Leia and her force did me no good in this traffic jam at the George Washington Bridge. I was, we were stuck for an hour. It was brutal, and it it got very silent in the car. Oh, no. How's Bob in traffic? (laughs) 
Bob is fine in traffic. It's me that's trying not to say something embarrassing, get road rage and embarrass myself in front of him. So He's I was, calm? Well, yes. I mean, he is. He was not driving. I was. True, but, but actually, we weren't driving. We were sitting. So I would never be able to stay calm in that. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? We couldn't go anywhere. I don't know. Freak out. We legit just sat there. I will say he was very helpful because he kept going to his two different Maps apps on his phone. So he kept looking at both apps to see if there's a different way we could go. Navigator. Yeah. So he was trying to help. It's just that he is not a multitasker. He's like a lot of men that I've known in my past, not great at walking and chewing gum at the same time or talking and looking at his phone at the same time, which would be more of the modern day version. And so for that reason, it got very quiet in the car because I was trying to keep my road rage to myself. I was trying to keep my road rage contained, which is not healthy for you, by the way, to keep it all bottled up inside. Uh, I was trying not to embarrass myself and get really like angry and he was trying to be helpful but since he doesn't know the area and really has no idea it it wasn't all that helpful (laughs) i felt so bad for him (laughs) welcome to new york babe this is um yeah this is fairly typical yeah Yeah. this is a good day no it was not a good day anytime i have to go to long island it's not a good day and and sorry jay that's where you live did you see the post by the way on our facebook page someone asking me where you lived for for asking me anything i'm like that's a little creepy it's a little creepy not only are they do people ask where i live one of the creepiest tweets i ever received actually it might have been a facebook post but either way it was social media I've Googled you. Is this your current address? Stop. No, I swear. It was. It freaked me out to the point where I'm very careful now. Uh, I've Googled you. Is this your current address? Why would you need to know where a radio or TV host lives? Was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but e- either way, like I, I don't know why you would need to know that. No, that's very creepy information. And if you did know it, what, what were, you, what was the expected answer there? Like, oh yeah, that's me. Like, come on over. I have no idea. hmm. People are asking for ways that they can send cards or gifts for the hmm. wedding. And really, we don't want gifts. We have two of everything. We're trying to to consolidate anyway. Uh, But people keep asking, where are you registered? Or where can we send gifts? And that's very sweet. But you do not have to do that. But I know people want to send cards. You can send them here. You can send them to CBS Sports Radio. How about that? That works. Okay. We have I, a mailbox. I, we do. I, it might take a couple weeks, but I do appreciate that you all are very sweet and you want to be part of it. Uh, people have even talked about having a shower, like a bridal shower, but some kind of an on-air bridal shower. An on-air bridal shower. But for listeners, like listeners have suggested this. Can we do something fun for you? Can we send things? Can you open them on the air? Like an on-air type of bridal shower. Jay's laughing because he's never going to be a bride, but it is very sweet. I'm oh, not, I get it. I'm not actually having a shower. Is that weird? Am I the only bride in the history of the world who doesn't have a shower? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's because you're a boy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. Just, uh, it's not something I would plan myself. And to this point, it's not. No one's brought it up. Doesn't seem like a huge I, deal I, I to think, me. I, don't I think know. my. Br- oh, nice, Jay. Since you're not a bride, um, I don't know if my nieces or or my little bridal party understands that that's kind of something they're supposed to be doing. I have no idea but it's okay i don't need one could you like nudge him no no you don't tell people to throw you a party that's embarrassing and also that's it's not authentic then right if you have to tell people then it was 
Yeah, it wasn't. How do you know it was genuine and from the heart if you tell people to do it? Well, that's why I said like nudge. But yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't. I don't need a shower. I mean, it would be sweet if someone did it, but I. I'm fine without it. <laughs> Jay, I love how you're like. Eh, I wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. Well, well, said so, said the man on the other side of the double pane glass. Well, more to your question was, were you the only one who doesn't have one? Like, but then I, I said, sure. is it weird? And you're like, I wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Jay, this is like when Jay told me he could train for a half marathon in two weeks. In two, three weeks. He's like, th- he's like, yeah, running a half marathon, you know, it might take me about three weeks or so. Right. So bridal shower, not a big deal from the guy's perspective. Training for a half marathon, eh. I could do it in three weeks. I mean, why is it that you minimize all these special events in my life? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was trying to help. Oh. <laughs> uh, it'll be fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Do you know how often I get that as a response on social media? It's totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> do you miss Aaron Rodgers? Admit it. Do you miss him? I mean... I don't know. I mean, I was sure I missed him play on Sunday. He's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, but do I miss his, you know, quips? quips? I don't know. Do you miss his condescending responses? Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, I know that he's doing weekly broadcasts and. We're just not using it anymore. Yeah, he's still around. So he, Yeah, he's not going anywhere. In fact, he's determined to get back to the Jets and play before the season is done. It's going to be hard to cancel me. <laughs> I don't think people even care that much anymore. This is what happens in sports. When you're not playing, you out of sight, out of mind, which is why he can't go out of sight. How could you possibly say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, we do have the latest on James Harden and... I'm so bummed about this. Producer Jay and I might have to find a new fantasy quarterback this weekend. Huh. Jay, what did you do? Don't, okay, save it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the After Hours Podcast. 
got traded here, my, my whole thing was I wanted to retire a Sixer. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be here and retire a Sixer. And the front office didn't have that in their, in their future plans. You know what I mean? So, like, it's literally out of my control. Um, it's something that I, I, didn't, I didn't want to happen in the system being in this position. But, you know, I, I got to make a, a decision for, you know, my family. I understand this is a business. You know what I mean? So it's just as simple as that. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can hear the basketball in the background, the squeal of the sneakers on the court, and the dribbling. So you know that James Harden was actually at practice going back to October 13th, which was not even two weeks ago. But then he was away from the team again. And according to reports, reporting to, according to people who were there, on Wednesday, while he was with the team, he was with the Sixers, he is not expected to play coming up in their season opener at Milwaukee. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Here's the head coach, Nick Nurse. He was here. Um, he was in uh, some of the stuff early. Obviously, we're doing a lot of game prep stuff, so that uh, he didn't take part in much of that. It was a pretty short, short practice at that. So, so he, he was he was in the practice at the start, and and um, he was there at the end. But you know, we had to get get ready for our game tomorrow with the guys that we're going to be playing. I just feel badly for him, like I did for Steve Nash in Brooklyn when he was having to handle all these personnel challenges and matters. He just wants to coach basketball. It's a brand new job for him. He obviously got let go in Toronto and wants to make an impression. There's a lot of pressure in Philadelphia where they seemingly can't get past the second round regardless of of whether or not they have an MVP on their roster. And now he's got to deal with this. He just wants to get ready for his first game as the head coach of the Sixers. And instead, almost every question is about James Harden. He's been gone 10 days so we are in ramp up phase again so he will you know like we would normally do he will stay here get on court work with our staff and with our uh, players from the blue coats and our two-way guys and things like that and try to get him ramped up as soon as we can Uh, the blue coats by the way is the Sixers G League team he seems so uncomfortable did you hear the pause when he said we're trying to get him ramped up again (laughs) because they've already done this and then he left the team for 10 days getting him ramped up again again so no no no, it's the pause that matters you know what I mean he's he takes this kind of pause like well it's not the first time he's been gone 10 days so we are in ramp up phase Again, so he will. Again, <laughs> you know, like we would normally do, he will stay here. Get on Jay. What are you work. doing in there? You having a little trouble with? <laughs> All right, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, right now, there's no way he's ready for the home opener on Thursday. I can't even believe that's a question. Um, it's still a standoff, essentially, between James Harden and the 76ers. And if you follow various NBA insiders. Careful what you read, of course, but the reports out there seem to indicate the Clippers have put the pause 
on trade negotiations. And and I don't know that they're not interested, but at this point, they're not in active negotiations with the Sixers. So if Harden truly intends to not play, then the Sixers are without a point guard. And as Jay said to me last night, maybe the Nets won the James Harden trade. I guess we will see because Ben Simmons is claiming that he's going to have an MVP-like season. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. When we had Matt Moore on the show from Denver about 24 hours ago, I asked him what happens with James Harden, and his answer isn't just about James, so this might surprise you. You know, I think he ends up a clipper. I think eventually that deal gets one side or the other budges and they get it done. I think there's a sense of resignation on the on the Sixers' side um, with a lot of things going on. And I think on the Clippers' side, there's a confidence that they can get him. Now, look, my understanding is that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have both expressed that they want that deal to get done. So that's something that they, they think the team needs to do. Typically, those guys get what they want with the Clippers. And so, you know, I think it's very likely that he winds up there. Um, Harden's away from the team right now. Uh, with a there's a personal family illness and it is like for all of the jokes and all of the comments and I understand why Harden has put himself in a position for those jokes to be made but like my understanding is that the situation is serious and so I'm trying to have like empathy and care and not you know get involved in, in the kind of cynicism that that Harden has honestly generated for himself and understand that he does have have you know a, a family and a personal life and he's got some stuff going on but long term I think he probably goes to the Clippers. Uh, the bigger question in NBA circles I've talked to is very little about Harden because he's not considered to be that much of an of a impactful, influential player anymore, wow. quite honestly. The question is, what happens with Joel Embiid then? And there are a lot of teams that are keeping their cap sheets and offers ready in the event that Joel Embiid decides, you know what, this is, uh, you didn't get a star back in return. I don't want to waste the season. This has gone sideways. I'm out. And if that happens, we're just going to go from the Dame situation and the Harden situation right into the Embiid saga, and it will just keep on running uh, because uh, there's not a lot of confidence that things will calm down with the Sixers unless Daryl Morey and and the Sixers front office find a miracle trade for a true star running mate next to Embiid. So you hear what Matt Moore had to say. Obviously, this was on Wednesday morning. And so at that point, James Harden was still away from the team. According to Brandon Robinson, who's an NBA insider. In fact, uh, we follow each other on social. Harden is tending to his mother who is ill. And that that was why he was away from the team for 10 days. But he was missing for most of training camp as well. Um, so it's it's not as though he was gone solely for that reason or that's the only time that he's been gone. Uh, don't know what happens if they move forward and, in fact, the Clippers have chosen to, to put the pause or put the brakes on any trade talks uh, because it seems like that's the most likely outcome. And there's not a real healthy market for him at this point, just like there wasn't for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie wanted out as well. He wanted a a max deal somewhere else, and there were no teams willing to offer that. Even when he became a free agent by finishing up last season in Dallas, there wasn't a team that was willing to offer him much of a deal other than the Mavericks, which is why he stayed. He's long wanted to go to L.A. and reunite with 
LeBron James and, and play there, and yet even that deal wasn't available. So Boston I, hates you. I don't know whether or not the Clippers are going to renew these trade talks somewhere down the road. Um, that seems to be what Matt believes. But either way, it's not happening right now unless something crazy changes. And, yeah, the market for him is definitely tepid. It's not an active hot stove, if you will. Here's the thing. If you're the Sixers side, I'm in total agreement on the idea of the Embiid. You have to figure out what Joel Embiid wants because you want to hold on to him, mm-hmm. right? So how do how do you figure that out? It's really it's, it's almost to the point where you wonder if there's actually adults in this room. You sit Joel Embiid down and you go, look, Harden's a lost cause. You know it. I know it. This is not going to work out. He doesn't want to be here. Let's figure something out moving forward. We're going to have to dump him. We're not going to get much in return. This dump is what him. we can. This is what we can do. What do you think? What do you want to do? What do you think we should do? Let's talk together and see if we can work together to try to figure out the next step. And the other thing you do with that is, is James Harden, do me a favor. Don't come back. Get away from my organization because you don't want to be here and you cause more problems with your presence. So go away. But you're missing an all-star player, though. Are you really having him when he's on the floor when he doesn't want to be there? not really. No. So I'd rather, look, I'd rather not have you then have you half-ass it, okay? I don't want you anywhere near this team if you're going to bring that negative energy. And as much as, and I'm not going to take any, if, you, if your mother's sick, that's something that we all have to deal with our own personal lives, and there's nothing that you're poking fun at. However, however, you're an adult, and we don't even have to have a conversation anymore in 2023. You can't send a text. You don't have 30 seconds. My mom's sick. I'm going to be gone for a while. I'll get in touch with you when I can. Right. Boom. Done. Stop it. Yeah. Stop no, it. That's, that's the infuriating part. Is You're that a he child. Re- he refuses to let people know where he's been. So I don't have sympathy team. for that. No, me neither. I- I'm sorry. It's not that hard. If you want to be an adult, you don't want to be an adult, then I'm going to treat you like a child. Treat you like a child, you don't, you're not allowed here. You're not allowed in our building. I don't want you anywhere near any of our players because all you are is poison. And I don't want your vibes and the words out of your mouth being around any of the other guys here. None of them. Yeah, I do understand that. I don't love that, though. But if he doesn't want to play and they don't want him to play, maybe it's a little more like the situation in Houston. And I do not mean with the lawsuits around Deshaun Watson. But remember, even before that, they had kind of mutually agreed that Deshaun wouldn't play while they were looking for a trade partner. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to play. They didn't want him on the field. Uh, So I kind of get that. The only thing is, would the trade market diminish even further if he's not playing at all. There is no trade market. It's what the Clippers are willing to give you because it's the only place he wants to go, and no other team wants him unless uh, he wants them. Not this again. Not no, this I mean, again. Like, we're, we're into the same boat. Like if Nobody really wants James Harden, and if you do want James Harden, if he doesn't want you, do you really want this into your organization? The answer is no. So in, the only way the Sixers, you can convince me that you're going to get something, quote-unquote, out of James Harden by having him around is if Joel Embiid is knocking on your door going, get him back in here. I need him. Get him back. Get him back. Get him back. But I don't think Joel Embiid is doing yeah, that. I can imagine Joel's doing that. He's too I, proud for that. I think his response is, get him the hell out of here. He doesn't want to be here. Go. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's not like they're devoid of talent. He's not the only other guy there. We know that to be sure. He makes so. them better when he wants to. Yeah. And it's he makes body. And he makes them worse when he doesn't. I mean, Doc Rivers was on. I mean, sometimes he just makes them worse because he's not very good anymore. Right. But it's also the way he plays his game. Like, he needs to be at this point, he's not your number one scorer. He needs to be your point guard and facilitator. 
And there are times where he just flat out doesn't want to do that. He wants to shoot. He wants to take over the role. That's not your role on this team. He doesn't want to accept that. It doesn't make you better on a nightly basis. It makes you worse because your identity is lost, and then you get griping with everyone else. At some point, you need to come together as a whole. If he's not going to be involved and he's not going to join in, it's best that he's not there. We'll see what the Sixers do moving forward. The rest of that conversation with Matt, though, you can find on our podcast, or the link is up on my Twitter, A-Law Radio, as well as on our Facebook page. Uh, Straight ahead, we got a surprise from the San Francisco 49ers who are coming off of two consecutive losses. Who will start at quarterback coming up in week eight? We're talking about... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Week eight. That's Cray. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. tough um you know two in the row um it's the nfl you know every team is good it doesn't matter who you're going against what the record is or anything like that we didn't come into the week taking this team lightly we knew it was gonna be a hostile environment it was gonna be a great challenge our defense was really good um kurt cousins is really good so it's like you know for us we came in with the right mindset we just got to execute better but for me and you know a second one in a row hurts obviously but we just got to be better and um got a big one ahead this week too this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Brock Purdy coming off two tougher games, two of the toughest he's had in the NFL so far, but a little adversity can make you a better player. It can certainly make you a better human, and so I don't think that this is going to derail Brock Purdy. Knowing what we know of him, knowing what we've heard from him away from football, uh, the character that he has built on his faith and family, I believe that he's planning. He's he's planning on working at it until he settles back in, until he gets better, until he fights through this adversity and comes out the other side. You've got a Niners team hosting the Bengals this weekend. So a little bit of history there, uh, both recent but also more ancient, quote-unquote. And I'm looking forward to it. Both those teams desperate for a win. The Bengals would fall below 500 without a victory there. And for the Niners, I don't want to lose three games in a row. 
But who will start at quarterback? That becomes the question. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You may have heard by now that Purdy is actually a question mark for week eight. Started getting symptoms on the plane. Uh, so we found, I found that out when I, we landed. We were all pretty asleep, but then he got all checked up today and I was, or yesterday, and now he's in the protocol. The protocol meaning the concussion protocol. So Brock Purdy may have a concussion. According to Kyle Shanahan, he had no idea. They were all asleep on the plane. That's from Monday night flying home from Minneapolis back to the Bay Area. And he said he woke up. And when he woke up, heard the news that Brock had self-reported some concussion-like symptoms. And so what does that mean for Sunday, considering that we are on the cusp of week eight? Oh, yeah, he does have enough time. Just got to go through the process. Yeah, there are certain steps that you have to go through, certain hoops that you have to jump through, though I know that's not the the best analogy when you have a concussion. Uh, But there are certain baselines. Well, there's a baseline that you establish when you are in training camp and in preseason, and then you have to meet various requirements. You have to pass various tests, before, and they are related to your baseline before you can be cleared through concussion protocol. And it does take multiple days. It's not something you can do in one day. Because of the way the the protocols are set up, they monitor you over the course of, well, they monitor you every day, but they make you clear through various tests that last, I think, at least 48 hours. Um, And so it's not possible to go into concussion protocol on a Saturday and then be able to play on a Sunday. That's not how they work, not if you're truly in protocol. And so if there is no Brock Purdy, then Sam Darnold would make his first start for the San Francisco 49ers and his first start for a third different team, right? So Jets, Panthers, now Niners. If you're a backup quarterback in the NBA, in the NBA, oh my gosh, sorry. If you're a backup quarterback in the NFL, is what happens in October when I call the World Series, the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. It's all happening all the time. October is the fulcrum. Uh, if you are a quarterback, period, uh, well, then you are always one snap away from being out there on the field. And professional backup QBs, not just a young guy maybe who's not taking it seriously or someone who's just standing there earning a paycheck. Uh, if you're not prepared, you can be in dire straits. I mean, you you have to be ready to go because not only are there always the, the, the possibilities of freak injuries, but when it comes to concussion protocol, players and, and teams, coaches, even training staff members, they're not completely in charge. We know they're independent spotters and independent neurologists at every single game, and they can pull a player off the field if they believe that there is a reason that he should get checked out. Who was it recently? Was it Jamal Adams? who freaked out when he got pulled off the field by the independent neurologist. Giants on Monday night. Right, and and he was in the blue tent, and they wouldn't let him go back in. They declared him out for the rest of the game, and he freaked out because he was so upset. He had just returned, had just returned, and was so upset that he couldn't, uh, that he couldn't play longer than, what was it, nine snaps or something? I think he was out there. Gosh, that's so tough. But it's better to be safe when it comes to head injuries, even if it means you're overcautious. And there is no doubt that 
players have been pulled off the field when they haven't had concussions. Um, but it's, again, in the case of head injuries, it's better to be safe. It's better to make sure that a player is not dealing with a concussion than to put him back out there when he might have one and is at far greater risk uh, for for worse symptoms. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but if you haven't, you should know that once you get a concussion and then two concussions, the symptoms become compounded and can be even more dangerous. And after two concussions, you are more susceptible to repeat concussions or head injuries. Um, that's something that they've established. There's a lot they don't know about concussions, meaning the world of science and, and medical technology and doctors and research, everything they're studying. But it is true that when you've had multiple concussions, you become more susceptible and the symptoms, especially long term, can be incrementally worse the more that you suffer. Um, and so it's very important that they're taken care of now at the base. So I understand why they're being cautious with Brock. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.